Well, well, Callum, welcome back to another episode of Red Tinted Glasses and the club need to stop catching us out like this. I know, another mer- emergency podcast has been called that we didn't expect to come, but here we are. Yeah, we should get a klaxon for these um, sort of announcements, but the club have appointed the next manager, Stephen Glass, probably the worst kept secret in the northeast. Yeah, it seemed to go um, sort of a bit mental last night. It's uh, yeah, very unsurprising, um, possibly uninspiring as well. We'll get into it, but uh, it seems there seems to be a lot of leaks going on at Aberdeen Football Club right now. It's a bit concerning. Yeah, that's what I was going to just... It was a point that I didn't actually think of until you mentioned there. This has got to be concerning for the club or someone. maybe someone's planting information out there, but the McInnes, before his departure, that was leaked before the club could announce it and it was pretty much very common knowledge um, that Stephen Glass was going to be appointed before it was officially announced this afternoon. Mm-hmm. It does seem... It's a bit weird how it seems to be happening now. Um, don't know. Yeah, as you say, it could be planted, but... Either that or maybe someone not to be trusted at the club. Who knows? Got my tinfoil hat on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you do like affecting people recently, so... <laughs> yeah, I'll maybe, I'll maybe need a tinfoil hat on um, to cover up my hair, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, but Stephen Glass made 131 appearances in his playing career at Aberdeen, obviously famously man of the match in the 95 League Cup final with the bike. Do you think we'll see the bike paraded for his appointment? I did say, um, I think he, well, he could win me over, but I think also a lot of other people as well if he just does a peddler all the way down Union Street Holborn Street to Castlegate Murray Cup in one hand Rowdy in the other and even if he was giving Cormac a backy as well that would work but uh, unfortunately it probably won't happen but it would be great content yeah and I think one of the directors of my work he said to me now I might get this wrong but um, Stephen Glass famously scored the goal that stopped Rangers I think was it 10 in a row at Tawdry in 1998 so yeah, you know he's, he knows what he knows what it's about playing for the club as well but the big question is, does he know what being a manager is all about? And that's the important question that we'll be dissecting, I suppose, over the course of next season or maybe over the post-split fixtures, given that it is a two-week break until our Scottish Cup game against either Dumbarton or Huntley. Mm-hmm. It will be very interesting to see how it um, how it pans out, essentially. Obviously, not a man with a lot of experience. not his fault, but mm-hmm. you never know. It could be first job, first time for success, who knows? Yeah, hopefully more successful than his interim spell at Atlanta, which didn't go too well. I suppose, though, he does have the experience of working under Stephen Kenny, who is now obviously the Republic of Ireland manager. Um, good to see you know that name well. Um, Shamrock Rovers. Yes, also manager at Dunfermline Athletic and Dundalk, who did very well in Europe. Um, but also, I suppose he'll have had time learning possibly from Frank De Boer. I know his spell at Atlanta wasn't overly successful, but again, he had a good period at Ajax, and I'm sure someone with that background knowledge of footballing um, the academies at Ajax probably could rub off. So I'm not saying he's a way to turn us into the Scottish Ajax. but <laughs> Fingers crossed, but also good contact to me. We're trying to really buff up his CV here and make things a bit better than they seem. Yeah, and I did I did like the comparison on Twitter that I saw earlier that someone said that Stephen Gerrard wasn't a good youth coach at, at, at Liverpool, but... <laughs> Liverpool, Atlanta! <laughs> yeah, also Rangers, Aberdeen, like... Yeah. Is there two comparisons? Bit, bit of a budget difference, not to uh, echo on like a former manager, but... 
Yeah, straight from the mechanics. Excuse mm-hmm. me there, Carl. Um, like I said, probably this appointment's one of the worst kept secrets. Um, it had a sense of inevitability that once McInnes was sacked, he was going to be the man to take over. In, in that sense of it being inevitable, why do you feel it's taken so long? Well, there was a mention of the quarantine process, which they had to do, which Cormac did then deny that there was nobody isolating, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's a few issues to iron out, I suppose, with the coaching staff, which we might see happen as well. We'll see how that goes. Um, but it, it does seem weird that they didn't just have him lined up because, for me, it just always seemed like it was going to be Stephen Glass. I said it in the podcast with Ross. I was like, I don't know why I was reading about all these names because it will just be Stephen Glass. Yeah. And yeah, big, terrible secret. Um, they did not do a good job keeping it. But no. this isn't having a go at Stephen Glass, by the way. We're not, we'll back him, won't we? Won't we, Glenn? We'll yeah. back him. Yeah, we will, yeah. It's not having a go at him. It's just the whole, as I know you're going to get onto it, but the whole interview with Cormac on YouTube and the way he spoke then, it seemed to talk the talk. Is he walking the walk? Mm, time will tell. And, you know, it's going to be um, his head on the block, I suppose. Um, but. Yeah, it, was, it did have that sense of inevitability about this appointment. And I totally agree. If he if he was always going to be the man to, to replace McInnes, why wasn't he just brought in straight away? I know there's the quarantine period. Equally, I've heard he's still currently in America. So if he's flying over to Aberdeen to take charge for the Scottish Cup game, he'll only be coming out of his quarantine period on the Friday. So he won't even be able to work with the players. But what's most concerning is that I've heard from sources this afternoon, he was the only candidate we actually interviewed for the job. Mm. And that's that for me. how many CVs, hundreds of CVs gone in? From across Europe, across America, Scotland, England. And we only interviewed one person who just happens to live in the same city as said chairman and Darren, Darren Eels, who's also on the, the board of directors as well. Who's also Darren? He's also connected to the same club that Stephen Glass works at. It's all a bit fishy, and like we're we're see, people seem to be uninspired by the appointment of Stephen Glass. And again, I'd like to echo that it's not about the fact it's him. We'll give him a go. We'll get behind him. Everything yeah. about that, but it's the way Cormac seemed to say, like we'll go through this thorough process. Like, and there's hundreds of applicants apparently, and apparently Stephen Glass is the best CV. That doesn't seem to add up. Yeah, thorough process. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and, you know, totally, um, it was something I was chatting to uh, Keith about, and, and you're, you're correct as well, say, we are going to get behind Stephen Glass. The, the appointment is being made, so there's no point in moaning about whether he's the right man or the wrong man for the job. What is responsible now is that we, as a, a fan base, support him because he's going to have a big rebuild job on his hands. But that does not stop us as fans questioning the whole recruitment process because a lot of us have appreciated Dave Cormack's transparency throughout the pandemic um, and throughout his time in charge of the club. But that was just a whole bunch of media spin last week. Um, It's possibly correct that nobody is quarantined if Stephen's still in America just now. But why say you're a way to... Not rush the not not rush into appointing someone. You're going to take a thorough process. Say that you've had hundreds of applicants from across the world. You know you've spoken to Sir Alex Ferguson um, about making sure you're appointing the right person. 
he's talked himself he's talked himself up into a big and exciting appointment but for many this isn't an, an exciting appointment so for me yes we'll support Stephen Glass and as fans we'll get behind him and, and what he puts on the pitch but Dave Cormack's really put his neck on the line for me in going and appointing someone for me I feel was the easy option mm-hmm. to say all that and then to go and appoint your mate from Atlanta seems yeah. very 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 biz- bizarre um, mm-hmm. to use an Americanism that he might understand he's beginning to seem a bit like a phony to me <laughs> Yeah, and you know, now will be the interesting period because it will be a question of how well backed will Stephen Glass be in the transfer market, given this the, the situation we're in uh, in the world. You know, pandemic, we've not had much match day income at all this season, um, and not much income apart from the transfers of Scott McKenna and Sam Cosgrove. So what money do we have to spend? Are the board willing to dip into their own pockets and support Stephen Glass in the transfer market? Or will it be a case as like you've touched on there, he might be well contacted himself and, and we're relying on that. I suppose on the other hand, some people might look at this as another link up with Atlanta. Mm. Do, you, do you kind of look at it in that in that sense? Uh, it would be hard to ignore it, I think, uh, definitely 100%. It just seems like another thing. They're also, they are seeming to add up now, and it's just a bit concerning. I'm not sure I like it. I think we've been sold a dream, and so far not seeing too many benefits of it. Yeah, it's, it's a dream that's that's got the prospects of turning into a nightmare if things go wrong next season. Um and it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the the summer months pan out. And yeah, I suppose now that, that Stephen Glass has been appointed as manager, we will now look back to Dave Cormack to see how well him and the other board members are going to support Stephen in getting the players that he wants into the club and doing a job for the club and keeping us competitive and challenging at not only the right end of the league table but challenging in Europe hopefully get into the group stages and also bringing silverware back to Pataudry. I would be a bit concerned also with Glass coming in that he might be a bit of a yes man um, mm. given what things have been mooted about how uh, Mr Cormac's ego shall we say um, mm. but in also on the other side of the coin you'd think this is Dave Cormac's man so maybe he will back him to the help. It could go one yeah. of two ways. Yeah, it could go one of two ways. But I suppose, you know, to, to quote what you said there, being a yes man, surely then coming into this role, Stephen Glass will know what is expected of him, not only from the chairman's point of view, but from a fan's point of view, he will know that he needs to deliver and quickly mm-hmm. because just to ensure, well, first of all, that the fans stay on side. Mm-hmm. Another thing also interesting uh, he was announced as the manager, not as a head coach, which would suggest there's probably not going to be a director of football above him. Yeah, it's interesting about about the coaching, but I see it's actually just been announced from Ben Palmer um, on Twitter that it looks to be a 12-month contract that he's been given um, to start in April, which coincides with what we touched on there about the Scottish Cup game. 12 months, so a bit short, do you think? 
I suppose, given it's his first job, there's an element of risk, so we don't want it to be attached to a long a long contract, which would then require a big payoff if it does go wrong. And I'm sure that there, if things do go well, then Cormac won't hesitate in smacking him with a big, large deal. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. But I don't know if there's an element of rolling in there at all. I haven't seen the mention of that. Who knows? Yeah. There's just joys of recording this live and trying to get in the, the, the information. But... Um, yeah, not you wouldn't want to get into long contracts and having to pay off managers, would you? No, uh, it's not familiar <laughs> at all. No. Um, but looking at, like I said, Stephen Glass coming in, you know, you touched on him potentially being a yes man. I think him obviously being close friends with the Cormac family, um, he might already have an expectation or an understanding of what is to be expected of him. And one thing that I thought was interesting came from the at Pure Fitball account on Twitter. They looked at the Aber DNA document and kind of put out what the ethos of that and kind of thought, well, how's Glass going to measure up against that? And if you look at the squad management, one of that the ethoses was maximizing the talent available um, along with the, the players coming in and out and youth development. Now, as an under-23 coach, we saw in this statement when he was announced as manager, he took a player from Atlanta Youth Academy straight through into the first team, who's now gone on to be an American international. Do you think maybe that's something that obviously appealed to Cormac when looking at Stephen Glass? I think it would. Um, it sort of does appeal to me. If we could do that kind of thing at Aberdeen, that would be very much welcome. And look at Scott McKenna. We've done that in the past. And there's a lot of decent young prospects um, at the club right now as well. Look at mm-hmm. Jack McKenzie who started, Cal- Calvin Ramsey who came on for his debut, then Ethan, Ro- Ethan Ross, etc. on the bench as well. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I would like to see these guys have a chance, especially given um, how poorly some of the old guard have performed uh, recently this season. Yeah, and you know, that it's interesting because it seems quite Americanized the ethos. Um given the fact that the performance, how is it being measured? And we're going with under 23 minutes. Now, we don't have an under 23 team. Mm-hmm. Atlanta have an under 23 team. Um, you know, and, you know, performance, how is it measured? Being league performance and cup performance. And that is going to be an instant kind of comparison from McInnes to Stephen Glass is how he gets on in the league. You know, we've had that level of consistency year in, year out. Yes, performances haven't been particularly easy on the eye so it'll be interesting to see if Stephen Glass can come in and maintain our position in the league but develop an exciting brand of football it will be very interesting we obviously have been promised that exciting brand of football which we've not seen yet and we're all bored Mm. out of our heads but (laughs) on sort of keeping us up there I saw another statistic to lift it just from someone else Philip Mayer on Twitter check him out lovely man Um, 28% Winning percentage as a manager, Stephen Glass. Fifty percent of his games resulted in losses. So mm. it's not the biggest sort of research pool, if that makes sense, to take from. And obviously, it'd be no. de- very different. But just looking at it, they doesn't fill me with great confidence. But we'll see how it goes. It, it doesn't, and that, and that's I think the overwhelming feeling is that it, the appointment doesn't fill many with confidence there's questions to be asked around the appointment given the handling 
by Dave Cormack. You know, he wanted to put himself out there in the media spotlight last week, mm -hmm. talked the talk and got the fans excited and then still went back to a similar appointment. Um, but ultimately, he is now the man in charge, Stephen Glass, and we will get behind him and see how he gets on in charge of, of the club. Now, one thing I think we should address, mm -hmm. obviously these are rumours just now, mm -hmm. uh, is the potential on Stephen Glass's backroom staff. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously this was rumours that came out last night that Scott Brown would be, is being lined up as assistant manager, obviously Glass's former Hibernian teammate. You touched on earlier on this episode about Dave Cormack being an ego man. Um, as someone who, who I, and I, I agree with that comment, by the way, um, I find this, the talk of Scott Brown coming in to the club. Now, obviously we are stressing this is talk and it is rumours at this stage. A strange appointment given Cormac seems to be a man that likes to be liked. This wouldn't mm. be a well-liked appointment, would it? No. And obviously people get behind Steam Glass, etc. But this is the issue people seem to be having with Scott Brown being appointed for various reasons, one of which caught me a lot of flack on Twitter from Celtic fans. Thanks very much, guys, if you're tuning in. Don't forget to like yeah. and subscribe. Um, it's it, it won't sit well with a lot. And obviously you think there's a lot of the, uh, the point that he's a winner. Okay, very well, he's a winner. He's also a prick. You've got to, you've got to consider that. But as I said in the episode with Ross in the Dungeon Night preview, our team needs a prick's prick, which Scott Brown is. However, something that was highlighted at the weekend was how the how the whole um, Tonev case with the racism on Shea Logan was handled. Obviously, Scott Brown was quite quick to to defend um, Tonev's actions, and we saw the kind of public show of support he gave to Glenn Kamara at the weekend. Now, for me, if Scott Brown is going to be involved in Aberdeen, that is the first mm -hmm. thing that needs to be addressed to try and win fans over, first of all, because obviously, you know, Shea Logan has served the club for a, a, a decent length of time um, and looks now set to be out of favour and in fact leaving the club by all accounts, um, some may say after his actions at the weekend. Mm. But would you put two and two together, perhaps? Just tinfoil hat brigade again. Exactly. And would Celtic be prepared to let Scott Brown leave before the end of the season? Mm -hmm. And if he comes in before the end of the season, how does that affect the harmony of our squad currently? Yes, you'd agree half the squad needs a boot up the arse. Mm -hmm. Could Scott Brown give them that? Yes. Would it be weird seeing Scott Brown play in Aberdeen Red? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, I really don't know about that appointment. I think it will divide so many people. Uh, I think it's easy for fans to get behind Stephen Glass. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's easy at all for fans to get behind Scott Brown. Not at all. And you mentioned that it would have to come, come out and be addressed. I don't think it would, it would, would not like from the media for to ask him first. I think it would have to be from the club. Absolutely. Initially set the tone. Um, yeah. I, I do think he would come in and give players a bit of the arse that perhaps they need. But as you mentioned, just the whole thing surrounding him, it's all just a bit off. And I think people would find it pretty hard to get behind him. Um, 
very hard to get behind him to say the least yeah i, I mean i know I, i've seen the, the other argument people say no you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt give him a chance to to see what he can do at the club you know i'm pretty sure if this was somebody an aberdeen player going into celtic and there'd been the whole background story surrounding them they wouldn't be given an easy ride either so it's you know we've we say this all the time we've got our opinion other people have got theirs we do our best to respect everybody's opinions. It's just a discussion point right now, obviously it is just rumours. It may or may not happen, but folk will want to hear our thoughts on it. So we'll, we'll give that as well. Mm-hmm. On the other hand of the coin, other side of the coin, other hand, coins don't have hands. We're flipping um, this coin off. Yeah, it's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, the other coach, Mr. Russell, don't know yeah. too much about him, but obviously works with, uh, in the England setup, and he still would when, if appointed by Aberdeen. Breaks, yeah. yeah. Could be very interesting in terms of that's possibly another contact in terms of loanies. We know we love a loanie from England. It's just another mm. thing to consider. There's so much if, buts, and maybe still. I mean, that's with him being appointed officially now, Mr. Glass. Yeah, we'll that, that's an interesting one for me as well because not only for the contacts, but obviously he's worked with top-class strikers mm. and improved top-class strikers. God knows we need some improvement up at the top end of the pitch. You know, that might even be the perfect sort of coach for Bruce Anderson, um, who might get a, a fresh lease of life next season if, mm-hmm. if he signs a new contract, that is. But again, you know, that potential to improve our scouting network, because by God, we we know that that needs improved. Stephen Glass should be a well-connected man. I just hope that it isn't Jake Mulraney back on loan from, uh, from Atlanta. But I do hope it means we're going to see Rolf Hernandez in an Aberdeen shirt. <laughs> well, who knows? Time will tell. And we'll be back to preview the Scottish Cup game. And, well, it could well be Stephen Glass's first game in the dugout, quarantining aside. Very, very interesting. And we'll, have, we'll, we'll hopefully have a nice international break to mention and look back on as well. Yeah. But thank you very, very much for tuning in, everybody, wherever you are. If you're listening to us, don't forget to follow us. If you're watching on YouTube, as I mentioned, especially you Celtic fans, I know you're probably tuning in. Like and subscribe. And leave a comment down below with your thoughts. 